after a week off, we are back. Another episode of We Just Talking. Isaiah, my guy, how you doing? I'm doing good. We uh, we experienced a very entertaining uh, bachelor party together last night. We don't have to get into the deets, but it was one for the books. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And I got the I got the next week off. I'm I'm on vacation. I had a week to burn, so I'm using it. So I'm staying my black ass at the house. There's a reason why I don't go out anymore. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, we ain't gonna incriminate nobody, but uh, yeah. definitely. I mean, you having a week off, you you get to catch up on some shows, bro. Oh, can't wait, can't wait. I'm hyped up. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm sitting here as we talk, and I'm I'm watching the Milwaukee and the Boston series, and I felt like obviously we were out last night. We didn't get a chance to watch the fight. The fight night, um, we can we can talk about the card next week and kind of give a rundown of the card, kind of talk about that. But first, let's talk let's talk NBA playoffs, man. What did you think of the first round? Um, very entertaining. Uh, I think the. I think Carl Anthony Towns is proven to be a fake tough guy more and more and more as the. <laughs> As the years go along and things of that nature, like he's trying to be uh, – I think somebody said it on Twitter perfectly. They said he he tried to turn heel, and he's just not that kind of guy. Like he's just – Draymond said it on his podcast, yes. actually. He said, you're, you're not that. Like why are you trying to do that? You know, um, but that was, a, that was a really good series. Um, a lot of trolling going on by both teams, which made it – that much more entertaining, at least in my eyes. Um, the the Suns had a bit of a scare, you know. It, I'm always gonna argue the point that if Zion's big fat ass could ever could ever like want to play the game of basketball, they might have caused some problems for the Pelicans. Um, and honestly, you know, I thought there for a slight chance, you know, Chicago was gonna make it interesting, but. Milwaukee's just a great team, and they settled in and beat them. Um, and then Jokic is going to have to do something different. I don't know what's going on. I know they didn't have Jamal Murray all year, and there's a lot of question marks. But, I mean, you get – don't get me wrong, Golden State is Golden State, but to get 4-1, it's not, it's not a good look, my guy. It's not a good 4-1 look. 4-1 whenever Steph is on the bench until the uh, game five. That's that's what got me was yeah. again he he played well but and I I've always like I've told you this from like from years ago um we are getting more and more to giving credit just as much credit for people to put up stats than we are about winning and that's yeah. why you see people being highly praised like a James Harden, Russell Westbrook, no hating on as oh my god, uh, no hating as a Russ Russ fans like and whatnot like that, but that's why you see stuff like that. That's why LeBron is super praised for going to the finals x amount of time, but only winning four. Um, yep, I, I feel like that's what it is with with Jokic. It's like oh well, you know he got there. I mean he did his part kind of thing. It's like yeah, but nobody remembers you. Getting losing. what doing what you did, everybody's gonna be like, Did you win? No, okay. So, uh, exactly. I feel like that. Um, I, I'd say my favorite series in the first round was probably the Timberwolves and the T Wolves and the Grizz, just because of the oh, dads yeah. going back and forth and whatnot. Uh, I will say I was a hundred percent wrong in the 
the uh, Boston series, and I will take my lumpings. Uh, Cole, if you're listening, you – I mean, I, I, I didn't think that – I wasn't like 100% saying that Boston was going to be – or was going to lose. I just felt like KD and Kyrie could turn on a switch or something. But what I yeah. seen was Boston was like, no, y'all – Y'all are not going to be in a state of disarray as far as not being able, not having a true offense that you can run, mm-hmm. not being that guys, and not being as big. I feel like Boston took advantage of the size mismatches of having Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown being guarded by Patty Mills, Seth Curry, and Kyrie, and Bruce Brown. Yeah. It's all barbecue yeah. chicken, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Eh, get get swept. I don't. Yeah. There's a lot of KD hate going on too, and I'm not even going to step in the middle of it. You got to at least win one game. Yeah. And maybe they're, you know, hey, next year, next year, but your days are starting to get numbered. Oh, yeah. And well, they they have to decide because I think they have to re sign Kyrie. And mm-hmm. if, if I'm them, I'm not signing him to no big deal. And, you don't even play. Like, well, he's got to understand and, that. Right, well, he but he doesn't, and his movement is saying like, like if you look at it, when people go back and forth, they're saying, oh, you know, Kyrie didn't play this year because he didn't trust the vaccine and stuff, and I'm for that, right? Like, if you don't want to put that in your body, that's fine, but it's not going to make me forget that the year before, you were just like, oh, I have personal reasons, and I'm taking two weeks off. Oh, well, I'm, I'm having another personal issue. I'm going to take a couple weeks off. So, like, regardless, he's never... He's never been someone that you can kind of count on. And we're starting yeah. to see that more and more with these players of, oh yeah, ha- like you can't count on them. You have Ben Simmons who says my back hurts because I have mental issues. You have, um, you have Kyrie doing that stuff. You have, uh, who else? Kendrick Nunn just taking yeah. a bag and not playing. Yeah, Zion, like you mentioned. It's it's Kawhi, crazy. I feel like was doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like oh, I have I have an ouchie, and if y'all gonna pay me to not play, you gonna I'm gonna get paid the same. Then why would I come out there and and yeah. play? So exactly. That's uh, that's. It's... I mean, what I will say, and this is one of the reasons that I am a hundred percent for, like not not trying to say that I don't believe fighter pay should be more, but that's one thing that I love about the UFC is. For you to make more money, you have to win. So you yeah. aren't just getting people coming out saying, I'm collecting a paycheck. You have to win to get that extra money. And it's made it, it that's why they continuously have successful fighters because they know for me to come out and win or for me to come out and get paid the way that I want to or need to, I have to come out and win. And if I do it in an impressive fashion, I'll get a bonus. Yep. So. But yeah, um, any anything that shocked you in the first round of the playoffs besides uh, the the Nets coming out and just laying an egg? Um, honestly, um, yeah, I kind of got surprised at how close the Suns Pelican series was. And I know D Book got hurt, you know, but the the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram, people are just sleeping on him, man. I just. B.I.'s get buckets. Facts. B.I.'s is getting buckets, and I feel bad because they're, you know, because D-Book missed what? How many games? Three in that series? No, he only missed two. two? He came back. Yeah, he came back in the, the closeout game. He just, mm-hmm. I don't think he played too well. 
Oh, okay. So he missed two games. And some of those games that he was playing in were extremely close, really close. So to me, they're what one dominant post player away from possibly making it an even more interesting series, even though they took him to six. That's why, that's why, you know, I know I'm rehashing, but that's why I'm a little pissed about the whole Zion situation. Like, how are you doing between the legs, Ducks? You know, but not wanting to play in the playoffs for your team, man. You know, it's and I think I think he's in a weird situation. His camp is strange. They don't they're about they're about his money right now. I 100% feel that way because he I, I just don't feel like he has enough pride like to want to win for his team at the moment. You get players, you know, coming from the high school ranks and stuff like that, that, you know, they're just dominant you know, in high school, and then they go to college for a year. They still have a lot of buzz around them. They're dominant in college. So who are they winning for? Nobody. They're they're making them, themselves marketable. And you run into, like, I think Zion, Ben, you know, you have certain players that are like that, and they're, they're talented enough to stay in the league for a long time, but <coughs> – you're not going to be that memorable. It's like phases. ESPN has phases of talking about people. The Zion phase, he's still got a lot of buzz around him because they're holding out that he's going to be healthy. But, like, after that, you're pretty much done. Same thing with Ben Simmons, especially after this year. He was medically cleared to play in game four. There was a whole lot of hype around him playing in game four. And then he woke up the morning of the game and was like, my back hurt. (laughs) You know, um, but yeah, I definitely I kind of went off on a tangent. But for me, 100 percent, the Pelicans, you know, pushing the, you know, the defending Western Conference champs last year was big time. Between that and, you know, that entertaining series between the T-Wolves and the Grizzlies. That was that was re- that was great basketball. Basketball was back with that series. That and and I, I want to touch on that real briefly before we talk about the, the games going on uh, this for the second round. Mm-hmm. As a Laker fan, it pains me to not have my squad in the in the playoffs. But what I will say is, not having LeBron in the playoffs, you're watching basketball. <laughs> yes, and yeah. we're watching basketball. These these players and these teams are are playing actual basketball. It's not all just driven by LeBron, and it still sucks because again, the media has their attention drawn to. LeBron, but as somebody who's just watching the games, I don't yeah. have to care. Like, so I, I have the the Celtics and Bucks game on right now, and I'm watching great basketball. I'm watching physical basketball because they're letting them play, and that's the same yep. thing that happened with against like Katie and Kyrie. So I'm yeah. I'm all for it. Ton of but, ball uh, movement. That's the yes. biggest thing. Yes, that's everybody's a factor. It's not it's not just one or two people being a factor. So, um, obviously, in the second round, we have the Bucks, Celtics, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, and then the uh, Sixers, the Heat, the Mavericks, and the Suns. Uh, which matchup are you most excited about, and um, who do you have coming out of the second round? Um, I definitely got probably the Warriors and the Suns coming out of the second round on the East. I got the West. 
Uh, yeah, the West, and I, I meant to say out of the East, I, I just don't see nobody really shocking me and taking down the Bucks. And Embiid's going to be back pretty soon. I think he's only expected to miss games one and two. So, and if that's happening, man, I think he's on a he's on a higher he's on a, a hot streak right now, man. And I really want to see him make it. I really want to see him go to the finals this year. You know, no matter who he plays, I think you know he's he's almost in the. And I'm not trying to no disrespect to him, but in Philly, the the person that he's most comparable to right now, big man. Dominant, you know, always in the playoffs, never getting over the hump. That sounds exactly like Charles Barkley whenever he was in Philly. Yeah, that is that is a hundred percent true. I, I, I like what well, I I said Golden State, and I picked Golden State for a while. And I think a couple weeks ago, whenever I picked, I think my finals were was the Bucks and Golden State. Um, mm-hmm. What I will say. And Cole, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, this will make you happy. Whoever wins this series in the East, I think, is going to come out of the East because of how well both of these teams play together and how mm-hmm. sound they are defensively. The thing about it is is whoever plays this, the Sixers, which I don't think yeah. the Sixers are going to get by the Heat with Joel missing the first two games. I think the Heat mm-hmm. take both of those games, and then it becomes real interesting. But um, I think I think that... Whoever wins this series is going to come out of the East because they're just they're just they're they're fucking good. Like like we've seen Jason yeah. Tatum take a hump, and I tweeted this. I was like, last year in the playoffs, everybody was giving D Book his flowers. Like, oh man, yeah. Devin Booker has came into his own, and th- I feel like Jason Tatum is on that same accord right now. The mm-hmm. only difference, and the biggest difference to me is is Jason Tatum is doing it on both ends of the floor. Jason Tatum is giving you thirty. And then locking, locking down KD, yeah, yeah. So Jason Tatum, bro, is he, he's he is pushing himself into superstardom, uh, yeah. and the Celtics are establishing themselves as this is what happens whenever you stay the course. There's something that, yeah. as a Laker fan, I've always wondered: like, had we not have sold out and kept the kids around, the Brandon Ingram's, the Lonzo Balls, the Caruso's, the Kuzma's and stuff. And then maybe we get a Anthony Davis, but we don't have LeBron. How how do we fare? Are we looking more like Boston? And the real answer is is I don't know, but I think we could have we could have competed. We could have yeah. been what the Celtics are, but again, Absolutely. we we go out chasing for Braun and that's what happens. So but well, and also too, all those players leaving gave them a chance to develop other places, and they're coming into their own. And they didn't have that opportunity in LA with LeBron. You know, I mean, you got to think. I mean, Marlon, the past what eight years? Think of all the young talent that came out of LA that was in the draft or you know signings and things of that nature that are on other teams right now. And they're they're coming into their own, man. I think that's what sucks too. That's what's disappointing. It's probably disappointing for you as a fan. It's a big what if. Yeah. Because that's all Boston did. They were like, hey, we're just we're gonna keep them. Like, you gotta think at times Marcus Smart Marcus Smart was a top ten pick. He was a top ten pick to Boston. 
And for those first couple years, man, I mean, he he struggled. They thought he was going to be a better scorer than what he was. But, you know, he made his money defending. And that's why he's on that team. And now he's looked at as a vet. He's established himself. You know, he's an energy guy. He's a he's you're absolutely right. They stayed the course. The only person that they let go that was strange that they made that move was whenever they let IT go for Kyrie. That was the yeah, one and, weird move. Well, and it, it was weird. And at the, at, I mean, just looking at it, I honestly think them going through the Kyrie drama made them better because had they not have made, like, had they not have made that trade, I don't think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown would be as good and as experienced as they are because True. they led the Celtics through the playoffs JT's first year when they lost to, uh, they lost to the Cavs in seven. Uh, with yeah. JT and, as a rookie and Jalen Brown as a second year, but they got so much experience that first year that it just made like their confidence just grew. And it's it's dope for me because like I love basketball and I love young players coming into their own. And I'm one of those guys to where I don't give a shit. Like I do care that like like greatness, like we have our bronze and our steps and whatnot, but I always look at who's going to be next. And it's always yep. good to see some young cats come out and just ball like that. Absolutely. So. It's it's <clears throat> sorry. It's crazy too, because all the young talent that's happening right now, they're starting to push those stars. I mean, nobody's ever checked KD that well, to my knowledge, ever. This man was like 0 of 12 in the second half of game two or game three or something like that. And that was all JT. That was all him, man. It's you're starting to see. And I don't think necessarily, I think you and I touched on it on the way to softball. I don't think it's necessarily a passing of the torch or whatever, but you know, your idols start to become your rivals on some weird Drake shit. Quoting him. But. <laughs> you got to say that in the Drake voice. Oh, with your rivals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real, bro. I mean, it's honestly, it's so cool to see. But, I mean, that's – it's good. It's good for the game of basketball. I love it. I agree. I agree. And I'm not that selfish to, to only worry about what I want to. I'm just glad to have like, – like I said, I enjoy watching series whenever – it sucks too. But I enjoy watching series <laughs> where uh, when the Lakers aren't in the playoffs because I can actually watch it and not be biased towards one side or the other. So the series – I can enjoy all the series instead of just only worrying about the Lakers series. So it's it's yeah. dope, and, and we've last couple of years in the playoffs, we've watched uh, new stars. We've watched a the finals last year where you've seen the Bucks and the Suns, and I know no one coming into the season thought that's what the finals would be. Everybody thought, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be Brooklyn, it's going to be the Clippers, it's going to be the Lakers, it's going to yeah. blah blah blah, and it's just like. Uh, and it's yeah. and it's the same the same this year. Everyone thought Lakers, Clippers, Nets, and and whatnot. And right now we're looking at Phoenix potentially, Golden State potentially, which Golden State has a brand new supporting cast. And then yeah. Milwaukee is still there; they're relatively young. And then you have Boston, who's young, who has a guy that was in Oklahoma City that was sent home because he didn't have anything to offer, who is now playing a huge piece in Boston. It's amazing yep. what good coaching and good front office will do to you. But uh, that's my quick <laughs> tangent on that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but yeah, man, you, anything else you want to bring up about the playoffs? Um, we didn't, we didn't touch on it, but I'm so glad my boy Luca made it past the second round. Well, <laughs> let's the see first what round. he can do. 
Yeah, yeah, past the first round. Let's see. He made it into the second round. Let's see what he can do. You know, let's see. Yes. I don't think they'll win the series, but let's see. Who are they playing? Uh, this, this man, I, I, hey, I'm not going to jinx it, but I think that's going to be a lot better series than people think. I, I, I yeah. honestly do, because I know y'all can score with them, with Luka, and Luka's going to get some people in foul trouble. And I don't know, like, they'll have Mikhail uh, Bridges on him and shit, but I, yeah. we'll see. There, you, you're gonna have to guard him with more than one person, so Absolutely. we'll see. It was like what? Dirk that playoff run, like it. You, yes, no, no one man can can hold Luka yeah. down. Well, and, and with Dirk, it, no two men could check him either. But yeah. this, this, I almost skipped this, and I'm I, I apologize. I'm very very disappointed with Trey Young. Oh, hundred percent. Because yeah. the last couple of years, all I've heard, <laughs> you know how big of a fan of Steph I am. But all I've heard yeah. is. Step aside, Steph Curry. It's Trey's time. Trey this and Trey that. And even from Perk and all these media people, oh, man, Trey is that guy. Trey just don't get respect because people are haters. You get in the playoffs. Not only do you lose, and people expected you to lose, you have a game where you score, what, six? A game where you score eight? And a game where you score nine? Get the fuck out of my face with that. Draymond said it perfect when he said he was like, all that disrespect y'all was given. He says Steph would have never. So, yeah, put yeah. eight points in a, a, a winner-go-home situation. Bruh, miss yeah. me with that. That's that's all I'm going to say about it is I believe Trey is a fine player. But miss me with that shit, bro. Homie, is, this- homie is Russ. To me, he's Russell Westbrook. He can just shoot better. Where he's going to give you all the stats in the world that you want, and when you need him to the best, you need him at that that moment and whatnot. Can't yeah. get you over the hump. Well, and, and an interesting thing too, they have a good coach. You know, they have a good young core. Bogdanovich is a hooper. Herder oh, is yeah. a hooper. John Collins can jump out of the gym. You got RJ RJ Hunter. RJ Hunter is good. You got Capella. Like you. You have a really good team around you. I I went to the game, whatever they played the thunder, the thunder, and they beat. I mean, obviously it's the thunder, so like I knew what time it was. But <laughs> you you watch how like what the difference is between good basketball teams in the NBA and bad ones are, because like he couldn't do what he was doing. Somebody was on the ball and guarding him and giving him that pressure. He don't like to be touched. He don't like that. And, I mean, we look at it last year. I mean, was his path to the Eastern Conference Finals that impressive now that we look at it after this performance? I'll give him – I'll say it was impressive. Obviously, he beat the Knicks. I don't even remember who he beat. Not even a playoff. Not even a playoff team now. right. Right, I, I'll I'll say it's impressive just because getting there, like uh, essentially, it's like on some Dame level shit. But yeah, what I'm what I'm saying last year, it was impressive because nobody predicted them to get there, and he did play well last year yeah. in the playoffs. But this year, I just feel like like it's showing people that it's a lot of empty calories because the yeah. East was hurt last year. You got to remember, Jalen Brown was hurt, so yeah. the Celtics weren't as good as they are now. Um, the Nets were hurt. Uh, there was a couple of teams that like the net the Knicks were a playoff team last year. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just it was just weird. So um, it's I'll say it was impressive. I just don't think it was as as impressive as people try to make it seem. He is again, he's a empty calorie guy who is he's 
I'm, I'm going to say this. He's a guy, like I said, a James Harden, a Russell Westbrook, et cetera. If I say it in a different sport to make people understand it, he's an Aaron Rodgers. Regular season, he's Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Regular season, they're going to throw for 5,500 yards and just come out there and fucking just drop all kinds of stats on you. And as soon as it turns into playoff and the pressure gets turned up and defenses start playing harder and all that stuff on it, it this year, I, I ain't going to say last year because he didn't disappear last year, but this year – and what we're talking about recently, homie mm-hmm. no showed. He no showed. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent, man. And I think it's the reason that I bring that up is because, like, what, what, why we almost like you, you know how you said that gave Dev D book his flowers last year. There was a lot of people on the ice tray train, and he went super fucking cold, like ridiculous <laughs> level cold. You know, especially after last year, you look at them being a playoff team this year. Nobody was talking about it. Nobody was like, oh, man, hey, man, Atlanta's back in it, man. You know, they it's going to be a tough series against the Heat. Like, you know, let's hey, he, let's see if Trey Young's going to show out. And he did not show up at all, period, point blank. I'm just I'm I'm over it because I've all I've never discredited him as being a good basketball player. And he is an all-star. A hundred he's yes, he is one of the better players in the NBA. But when are you gonna change your mindset? Because it's it to me, there's something going on to where he's like I don't know. Yeah. You can't never... be you sorry to cut you off, but it you cannot be as ball dominant as that in the playoffs because it makes teams who are good defender, like a good defensive team, it makes yeah. their job easier because you are going to dribble the shot clock out. They are going to key on you. They are going to put the pressure on you, and it's going to make it easier to defend you as a team. If you if you are not going to buy into a move the ball, you can pick and choose your moments. That's what the great ones have always done. Kobe, LeBron yeah. at points in time, Jordan. Paul Pierce, goddamn, I can't believe I said his name. But those kind of guys <laughs> in the playoff, like that, have those all-time great playoff performances. That's what they do. They pick their moments. These guys now, and LeBron falls into this category too. But these guys now are just usage rate guys. And Luca fall. Luca does to a, a degree fall into mm. that category, which is why yeah. I think he hasn't been out of the first round until now. Which Jalen yeah. Brunson has helped it. But yeah, you cannot be a high usage player in the playoffs because it makes their job that much easier. Oh yeah. And and like you said, you know, Jalen Jalen Brunson coming into his own the way that he did, especially in that series, I think it's interesting to see because Luca is like that. But there's times where like Luca will try to get people involved a lot and then it's like that switch. He I don't think he starts off shooting the ball as much as people think. No, you know, he, he he'll he'll kick he'll kick he'll try to move the ball and then if they're not scored he's like, fuck all right let me go like let me it's like he's getting he's it's like you're playing two K and he does the lean forward on the couch like that's kind of how he's always played. Trey Young is like that from start to finish. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's pick and roll, pick and roll, pull, pick and roll, layup, pick and roll, get in trouble, Water. kick out. Yeah, yeah. it's. You, you're 100% right, and the, the thing with Luka, too, uh, is I think him being hurt this series helped Dallas, the others, get into a rhythm so that when Absolutely. he came back, 
he didn't have to do more than he had to. And yeah. even just me, to my naked eye, me watching the series, especially down the closeout game, it wasn't all Luka. Luka hit a big shot, but so did Jalen Brunson. So did, uh, like, um, uh, they, they, Smith. Yeah, they, they have guys that are stepping up, and that's why it's so impressive. And Luka doesn't have to play every minute of the game because because of how well and effective Jalen Brunson has been. So I think yeah. I think that's like and you can see them turn in the corner. They're starting to play better. They look better. They finally got out of the first round. They didn't have to play the Clippers uh, three or four years in a row, which is good, but I think they are better because Luka is not his usage rate isn't just as high as it was on the Harden Westbrook Trey Young level. So but yeah. but we we spent 30 minutes talking NBA um let's I mean, we can talk briefly we can go uh nfl the draft obviously that happened um uh, we can skip we can skip gym time chronicles because because of that burn on my leg i could bro my shit swole up uh, yeah last week yeah uh, which is why we didn't do the episode last week and i couldn't go to yeah. the gym at all so we will pick that back up next week for sure. uh, and then we can we can do 274 so uh in nfl draft man what what uh some picks that stood out to you some picks that you think people reached uh give me a breakdown of what you thought about the draft um, I think seeing Malik Willis fall as far as he did was extremely strange. Um, I was that was weird to me because you know everybody's draft for hey he might go here he might go top <laughs> ten you know and then this I mean man gets picked up a lot it was it the third third or four fourth third or fourth yeah. yeah what man like what is going what is going on that that kind of tripped me out and i think uh i think the jets because lord jesus they had so many picks they actually <laughs> they drafted well i mean they they really did um i think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with zach wilson is he cuz he did have moments last year where he did look really impressive but at the same time, yeah, you can look impressive if you're throwing the ball 58 times a game. You might make yeah. some plays every now and again. And he, I, their first win, I don't believe he was the starter. I think he got hurt, and that one guy came in. Yes, like, and I, I forgot if KG's listening, he knows. But not nah, yeah. bro, that dude, uh, that dude to me played better than he did because I remember, yeah. I remember saying like this should be a quarterback controversy because that dude's only like 24. Yeah. I I thought the same thing. Like he looked like he was more settled in, and he was making smarter decisions, you know. But going going with Zach Wilson with that offense, with how their draft turned out, I'm fearlessly forecasting about about seven. I'll give them seven this year. They ain't gonna beat us, but I'll give them seven. Hopefully. That that's that's a that's a reach. Um, there was somebody else that I feel like they reached for in the for draft. the Jets. Uh, yeah. It's just it's hard, like you said though, since they had so many picks. I think they had the ability to reach because they had so many picks. Uh, if you, I I don't want to throw no shade, but like the Patriot pick to me was weird because I oh, feel like yeah. they could have got that dude in the second. That at that point, if you don't know who you're gonna get, just I, I just draft the best available because the best yeah. available, either the best available or the best available that fits a need, and you could have gotten more more depth at maybe D line or something like that. They could have drafted yeah. Jermaine Johnson. 
Yeah. So I, that's what I'm saying. And, and he he fell, and I didn't think he was going to fall that far either. I thought Dallas was going to grab him, but they ended up getting – They, get they got a lineman. Yeah. Yeah, which they – I mean, that's something that they needed, so I understand. Like, yeah, I mean, at this point, they're not going to be spending too much more money on defense. They're going to let some guys walk because they know that they need to keep that core guy, those core guys happy. Like after this year, CD's going to ask for his new contract. Oh yeah. You trade Ray Amari, you know, Cedric Wilson leaves. You, yeah, they're going to have to get some, they're going to have to get like some interior people in the draft for the next couple years, I believe. Because they're gonna start fucking Jerry's gonna start throwing money at him. You the, not 110%. Um, but I mean, we had like two picks, you know. I don't even, we got some guy from Georgia, I think. We got a D, no, an inside linebacker from Georgia, which, yeah, god damn, everybody from Georgia got Georgia, drafted. Hell yeah, bro. I feel like even the water boys got drafted from Georgia. Low key, man. They were like, hey, we need it. We need everything Georgia all the time. Their front seven went, I feels like in the first round, like uh, everybody. Yeah, they're, they're, they're D, I don't think they're full front seven, but I know their whole D line did. It's yeah. the first time in history. Uh, I just checked it out. Damn, he traveled, but I just checked it out. Um, so y'all had four picks. You mm-hmm. drafted Channing Tindall from Georgia. Um, you yeah. drafted a receiver from Tech, a outside oh, linebacker from Cal, and do you know who your last pick was? I do not. Skylar Thompson, quarterback, Kansas State. What? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's not a bad pickup because he's a he's more of a utility guy because he can yeah. do a little bit of anything. I'm sure y'all use possibly could use him as like a wildcat if if you if he makes a team and whatnot, but. Yeah, it, I don't think it's a bad pick. Um, but well, yeah. and and also too, it it gives us, you know, I mean, there obviously he's a rookie. There's gonna be some question marks, like, you know, you got we have two quarterbacks on the roster right now that are injury prone. So I mean, that's kind of like a safety, <laughs> like a safety blanket. I feel like drafting him is not it's not a bad pick. And I mean, even if he's practice squad or whatever right, for the time exactly. being. You know that's fine by me because uh, we Jacoby Brissett is gone, and I don't even know who was behind Jacoby Brissett. But needless to say, having those three, I'm not I'm not upset with those at all. But how do you feel like y'all did in the draft? Or do you um, like your picks? Oh yeah, so pick it, it was surprising. That was another it, one. That he, was like, he, so so he didn't surprise me, and the reason he didn't surprise me is because I knew they fell in love with uh, Malik. But I had said it after the draft, or like during college football, I was like, we're going to draft Kenny Pickett. Now, I thought as we got closer, I was like, eh, because I was like, mm, we'll probably draft Malik. And when we got to got there, I was like, ah, I just I feel like we're going to pick Malik. The reason that I know that, or I feel like we were going to pick Pickett is because what people aren't, under, people aren't talking about is, is he was a finalist in the Heisman. He threw for yeah. 40 tutties and, and whatnot. And the yeah. knock on him compared to uh, Willis is, oh, he only had one good year. But I was telling y'all the other night, or yeah, the other night. They played at Liberty. Well, yeah, Malik didn't yeah, Malik. just set the world on fire. Like, yeah. if if you play at a school like that, I, for me to take a pick on you like that, I'm expecting you to be Lamar Jackson. And he yeah. was not that. Yes, he's very dual threat, but he just wasn't that. If you look at his numbers, it, to me, that would have been a reach 
more than Pickett. Yes, Pickett has smaller hands and whatnot, and people uh-huh. are saying he needs to play in a warm uh, weather to be successful. Bro, he played college football at Pitt. Yeah. He's been around. It's cold as shit. Like, it's not going to get much colder than it will in Pitt. So, he's it's yeah. outside stadium. You know what I'm saying? I uh-huh. think Marcus Smart just dislocated his, his elbow or his shoulder, by the way. So, we'll yeah. keep an eye on that. But, um, yeah. yeah, like, I I liked it. Um, again, I my dad, my dad, who is usually right about picks and how they turn out, he's uh-huh. wanted Pickett. So, I'm fine with that. I like the George Pickens, the receiver from Georgia pick as well. Um, yeah. Speedy get, yeah, guy, speedy, good hands. Taller guy. Um, so I like him. Um, the the speedy guy receiver from Memphis, Calvin Austin the third. We yeah. got Connor Hayward, which is Cameron Hayward's little brother from Michigan State. Um, and then the other picks I really didn't give a shit about. I'd say we I'd give us a B. Um, people were saying were upset. They said we needed to draft offensive line because they forgot that we spent a ton of money on our offensive line and free agency. So yeah. I'm fine with that. It's it's I I'm more I'm more ready to see how it pans out. I know play or I know the media is going to try to spin it as oh they're not any better, which I've already seen it. They're not any better than they were before the draft. Blah blah blah. I call bullshit and. What people don't understand is, is we don't have – we didn't have to pick the best quarterback in the draft, and people don't understand that. We had we went to the playoffs the last two years with a terrible offensive line, not being able to run the ball, and a quarterback that was about as mobile as a tree that had, an arm, <laughs> that had the arm strength of a fourth grader. So <laughs> if we had – which, again, Kenny Pickett's numbers last year, he, he played well. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm curious to see how he plays, especially knowing that they just drafted the guy for the future. So if he wants to get that extension or he wants to be looked at as a a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the league, he's got, I mean, he's got a a set of weeks, four, five, six weeks to come out and not just turn the ball over constantly, go three and out constantly. You got to put some points on the board. So, but I I, I feel, I feel good about, uh, about our draft. I mean, honestly, I, maybe this might be taken out of the wrong context. Um, but, you know, without the untimely passing of Dwayne Haskins, like, I don't know if you guys still take him because you had three quarterbacks already all under contract. And I don't know if maybe there was going to be some moves to be made um, after uh, Trubisky signed, but. You know, I th- I think that quarterback room was going to be really competitive this year it, before this, and now there's a there you, like Trubisky really has to have you know that sense of urgency because you know you're you're going to be looked at as the starter at this moment, and you're going to be sharing a quarterback room with a first round draft pick just like you were. So who wants it more? In my in my opinion, you know? yes. I don't know if that was I, a reach. We say it about the. Haskins thing, but you know, I just well, yeah, because so Pittsburgh uh, historically we carry four quarterbacks. Uh, even last year yeah. we had we had Ben Rudolph uh, Haskins, and then we had um, I forgot his name. Good lord, I think he played quarterback in Tennessee back in the day. Um, uh, oh, old, Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, Josh Dobbs. Um, I, yeah, the NFL version of Richard Jefferson. So um, yeah. we had we we carried four. They said they wanted to carry four, and the plan from Tomlin was to have the quarterback room be the most 
uh, competitive uh, that like that we could because of that. So because uh-huh. he knew it would breed breed diamonds. So, but um, yeah, I mean, as far as far as that, I'm I'm ready for football to start. I'm tired. I'm tired of waiting. But we got <laughs> we have an MMA podcast. Well, really, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want because it's our podcast. Yeah. But yeah, um, mostly talking. MMA. And next week we have UFC 274. Uh, the card, from to be completely honest, the card from top to bottom lo- looks like a fun card. Um, like even the the early prelims, the prelims, and all that stuff. Uh, I think it'll have some competitive fights. Uh, Pay per view mm-hmm. starts off. We have uh, Donald Cerrone and Joe Lozon, which probably would have been a banger back in 2012. Uh, these guys are old, but they're going to come out there and beat the shit out of each other. You have uh, Shogun fighting Ovin St. Prue, uh, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, Doug Rose, yeah. Carla Esparza, and then you have Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Which, yeah. which fight are you most excited about, and how do you think at least the first or the uh, the main three uh, fights are going to go between Ferguson Chandler uh, or Doug Rose, Esparza, and then Oliveira and Gaethje? Um, I, I honestly, cause I'm trying to be different. I'm going to throw this wild card out here. I'm excited really to see Brandon Royval fight. He, uh, he, he fought, uh, Moreno a couple years ago and I felt like he's got, he's a high energy dude. And I feel like he's, he's a, he's a competitor. So I haven't seen him fight in a while, but, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it again. Well, to see him again, and as far as the top three go, Michael Chandler's going to beat the shit out of Tony Ferguson. That's not even a question. <laughs> Tony Ferguson is he he's on that uh, he's on that Cowboy Cerrone shit. Like to me, um, you know, you you are past your prime. Your heyday is done, and he's starting to look timid when he receives pressure. That's what Tony Ferguson is starting to look like in the octagon, man. And I don't know if he's starting to, you know, because I think there's a there's a moment. And a lot of professional fighters, well, professional athletes in general talk about it. There's a moment where they're like, oh, shit, I don't think I can do this anymore. I think Tony Ferguson has had that moment. But he's still fighting. Like, <laughs> 100%. Um. Uh, Carla Esparza, all she's going to try to do is wrestle Thug Rose. So Thug Rose is a good striker, and she's taller. So she's just going to keep her at distance. I, I'm low-balling it and saying that Esparza tries to shoot about 10 times in the in the fight. Um, it might not go her way. If Rose don't knock her out, she wins by decision. Um Maybe I'm being too confident with these picks, but I also feel like that's the tone of how that fight is going to go. And Oliveira and Gaethje, that one is going to be interesting to see because, you know, we've, we all know, like, Justin Gaethje has been at that top-tier level. He's been the interim before, you know. Now, now it's Oliveira's belt to lose, and that division has been such a mix-up since – Really, since Khabib won, you know it's you know when Khabib retired, when he beat Gaethje and retired, it's I that's probably one of the best 
you know, weight classes right now, in my opinion, because, you know, that belt can change and it can change quick now versus somebody holding it, you know, for a long time. Um, you know that, you know, Gaethje's got a solid nucleus of everything in the fight game. Um, we're going to see his leg kicks. We're going to see if his wrestling has improved um, because that's why he lost to Khabib. And, you know, Charles, Charles Oliveira is Brazilian black belt in jiu-jitsu. So let's, uh, let's see if he tries to submit him because that's his specialty. He can't get caught up. He's got to be – he can't be scared. He's got to be smart. Um, sorry, like I said, that belt can change a lot. So <sighs> Gaethje has to knock him out. That's what I was going to say. If Gaethje is going to win, it's going to be early uh, yeah. stoppage. He'll, the only thing that Gaethje could do that I think would prolong the fight or make him win like a, a unanimous decision or whatnot is yeah. if he if he leg kicks him into oblivion. Uh, because that, I mean, it'll be hard for Oliveira to move. Uh, the thing about with Oliveira is, is Oliveira is so crafty. He could mess around and get Gaethje on the ground and then just beat the shit out of him. Uh, he yeah. can submit him. He can he can stand with him and strike. I think Gaethje has more power, but yeah. Gaethje also, I've seen him do the chicken dance a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't always get finished like he did with Dustin Poirier, but yeah. going if you go back and watch that Michael Chandler fight, Michael Chandler had him doing the chicken dance a lot. Yeah. Now he had him doing the chicken dance too. Yeah. But and then Dustin had him do the chicken dance. Michael Johnson back in the day had him do the chicken dance. And people forget this, but when he fought Tony Ferguson for the interim title fight to see who fought Khabib at the end of the first round, Tony Ferguson uppercutted him like the bus driver did in that video. So <laughs> so he does have a sus because he he likes to fight. He his nickname is the highlight. So he's out there to get a highlight. Real sometimes he doesn't fight the smartest. So yeah. I think I think if I run down my top three, I think I think the Chandler Ferguson fight is going to be another fun fight for the fans because yeah. Fer, the thing about Ferguson is that he's not going to give up type thing. Uh, I watched yeah. Charles Oliveira damn near pull his whole arm off his body and he still didn't tap. Uh, so I think it'll be a fun fight. I think. Chandler's gonna run through him, like you said. I think uh, Carl, if Carla Esparza beats Thug Rose, the way she'll beat her is getting her on the ground. Uh, that's how Thug Rose lost her title to begin with against Jessica Andrade. Is she got slammed on her head, went to sleep, and then got the shit beat out of her. Uh, and then um, the the title fight, it's it's really hard because I love Justin Gaethje. Gaethje's one of my yeah. favorite fighters to watch, uh, and I want him to be a champion. But Charles Oliveira is so fucking good, and he's always underrated, and he just he just comes out and gets the fucking job done. Yeah, hard and, and hat, to be man, com- going to work. Yeah, and to be completely honest, I think Charles Oliveira is a lot harder fight for Islam Makhachev than Justin Gaethje is. I think if if Gaethje wins and Islam gets the next title fight over Benil Dariush, then it's yeah. it's the, that fight is going to go one hundred and ten percent the same way that Khabib versus Gaethje did. So it's, yeah. I, I just feel like. I feel like the Bronx has more to give against Islam than Gaethje does. Gaethje has them hands. He's a exciting fighter. I love Gaethje. Like I said, I know whenever he's on a card, I need to watch that shit, bro. But yeah, mm, mm. He said, mm. if you if you had to if you had to though, 
what would you say you think is gonna is going to be the fight of the night? Oh, ooh, fight of the night, man! If Cowboy don't get knocked out, him and Joe Lozon <laughs> might be they might be drunk white guys at the bar fighting. Like that could be interesting. Um, yeah. I would say maybe maybe that one. Like I said, I want to see Roy Vall because he's fast and he's got he's got good hands. Like to me, him and Brandon Moreno were back and forth until I think that I think it went to decision or maybe late in the third round it got called. But uh, that one, I mean, Ovid Saint Pru and Mauricio Rua, that one's just gonna be a heavyweight show. I mean, let's see if Chaos Williams and Randy Brown do something crazy. You know, <laughs> fight of the, fight of the night to me is probably going to be Cowboy and Joe Lozog because I, both of the dudes can throw. Well, and that's what they're going to do is they're going to sit there and beat the fuck out of each other. I will yeah. go uh, opposite. I'm just going to pick the safe bet and say Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, because Michael okay. Chandler is just a. I, I feel like he's just chasing, like he's chasing superstar. the fight of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's what that's all he's had since being in the UFC. Like yeah. well, no, the the Dan Hooker when he got knocked out of the night because he yeah. slept him, and then him versus Oliveira was, I mean, it it was only two rounds, but that yeah. fight was so like Michael Chandler fights in the UFC. If you have anxiety and you watch a Michael Chandler fight, I'm sorry because <laughs> his his fights are so back and forth. They're fast paced. Yeah. He does not l- allow any rest. And I am what I will say is is I don't. He's one of those fighters, and I I'm falling into it of not caring about wins and losses, but he does a great job of making me invested in his fights and also yeah. putting on a show where Absolutely. regardless regardless of if he wins or loses, I'm like, man, when does he fight again? Who is he going to yeah. fight after this type of thing? Can't wait. Him and Gaethje. Yeah. That was 100%. Like, I'm, you probably segued into talking about that fight too, but bro, those are the fights that – you know, you know how some people are just avid UFC fans. You know, it might be on at Buffalo Wild Wings or something like that. When Michael Chandler fights, everybody's watching it because he makes everybody watch it because of his pace, because of his speed, his excitement, bro. I know that anytime that he fights, somebody's going, oh, 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 <laughs> shit. Oh, that's it. He's that type of fighter. That's the type yep. of shit that used to make Buffalo Wild Wings packed. That's whenever that's, UFC fights would go on. That's what I was getting, which it still is. We just don't go, but uh, yeah. that's what I was going to segue or say is like there's you have those fights. There's all in, in the the history of UFC. You have those fights that will grab the attention of people who may not give a fuck about UFC, but may just be like, ah, you know, it's something to do. Let me go watch it or let me hang out with some, some people and fight. And you have the, yeah. the Forrest Griffin and the Stephen Bonner, and you have the, like, some some good back-and-forth fights, right? You have uh, just bloodbaths and stuff, right? You have the Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald fight. You have a bunch of those, right? That was one of those fights that if just someone who is just – doesn't care watches that fight it's so easy for them to then be like man this shit is cool now not every fight is like that but it's something to catch their attention and be like i need to start watching that and michael chandler in particular is that fighter and he said it he said that he may not win he may not be the champion but what he's going to do is is make sure that everybody knows who his name is and damn it he's done that 
Oh, man. I get hyped up. I'm like, oh, oh shit, there he is, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's a he's a good he's again one of my one of the fighters that I love to watch and I'm glad uh I'm glad he stays active too. He's uh cuz cuz after that Gaethje fight, he could have sat out for a while. And yeah. here it is. They fought at the beginning of the year. Here it is, May and Homie's fighting and again already. Yeah. yeah, he'll probably he could possibly fight another eh, it would be pushing it, but I I do see him fighting at least one more time this year. Unless something tragically happens where he like breaks his leg or something of that nature happens, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited for this card. I know after this card, we don't really have shit going on for a while. Um, last last things that I was going to uh, bring up was um, so did you see your boy Jake Paul? <laughs> um, oh, who who was it that like absolutely was like you hadn't fought nobody yet, like right to his face? Yeah, it was um. I forgot that dude's name. Eddie Hearn. Yeah. 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 And he, yeah, he, he's been killing him. And he's, he told him like, I agree. I admit that you're getting better. I admit, but you will never be a world champion. And he said it to his face and Jake, you could tell Jake Paul was so defeated because he's like, but, but I just beat a five time champion in Tyron Woodley. And he's like, yeah, Tyron Woodley was not a boxer. And he's like saying what everybody else has been saying to his face and Jake mm-hmm. doesn't know how to handle it. And he's he's pretty much know. discrediting all of his wins, which they are discredited. But he's yeah. what he's doing now, and I'm I'm hoping is Eddie Hearn has about 400 fighters signed to him. And Jake Paul said, I will beat any of them at any weight class that have less right at or less than 10 fights. So what I'm hoping happens is Jake Paul starts fighting actual boxers. He gets his mm-hmm. fucking brains blatt- uh, splattered, and then we can move on from this shit. He said, and then we can move on. <laughs> yeah. I hope so too, man. I, yeah, especially whenever he said that, he was like, "He's got, he's like, he's got the, he's got how many knockouts with that heavy right hand?" Tyron Woodley. He was like, oh, "Okay, like, all right," but he was a wrestler. Like, he yep. was like, he fights in the UFC. He is not a boxer. That is not his profession. He's like, what makes a boxer? He was like, making it your profession. Like, make like, what are you talking? Like, you can tell. Like, Eddie Hearn wasn't getting mad, but he was just like, what the fuck? Why are you even trying to argue with me at this point? It's it's, it's like listening to to Jake Paul is like arguing with a child that doesn't uh-huh. that legit doesn't know any better. That's what it is arguing with Jake Paul. But oh yeah, bro, uh, it's been real. We got through episode nine. Listeners, I'm sorry. Uh, we took a week off last week. We'll uh, try to get an episode in next week for uh, like because next Sunday is Mother's Day. So if we don't, then you'll all tell your mothers that you love them. Uh, spend some time with them. Give them a call. Give them some love. Uh, and then we'll if we're not back next week, which is the 8th, we'll be back on the 15th. And I know the end of this month, uh, we won't have an episode on the 29th because I'll be in Vegas. Ooh, give me a T-shirt or something. Or shot glass. <laughs> All right, bet, bet. But yeah, man, you got you got any last words for the people? Uh, last words for the people, man. Uh, just just remember, um, to be safe out there. Uh, you know, it's not necessarily a dick swinging contest every place you go, and you know, don't be a bitch and. Don't try to sneak somebody. <laughs> Facts.
Facts. And and I'll I'll expand on that. Um don't I don't know. I, I can't even expand on that. Just don't be a bitch. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all y'all stay real out there. We will uh, definitely be back. And yeah, man, just be good. This, this is how you expand on it. Just be a good person. Shit. It's not that fucking hard. Just be a good yeah. person. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, just just real quick, uh, Marcus Smart has came back, so he's not hurt, which is good news, especially for Celtics fans. Cole, if you're listening, this is the most we've ever talked about Celtics fans, or the Celtics. I promise you, Cole, if the Celtics make the finals, you're coming on, and you are going to be our Celtics uh, analyst, and you're going <laughs> yeah, you're gonna to break the shit down. Yeah, you're going to break the shit <laughs> down for us uh, because we just don't know, all right? All right. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Peace. All right. Yeah, we'll be we we'll be back. Y'all y'all be easy.